Today, I'm joined by Linda Hendrickson-Sai, who is the co-founder and CEO of The Layered Onion. Linda has had over 20 years of executive leadership experience in many areas, including healthcare. The Layered Onion provides um, support, structure, and encouragement for artists with mental and emotional health challenges, allowing them to focus on their art and together tackling the stigma surrounding mental health. The Layered Onion ethos believes that emotional and mental health issues should not stop someone from sharing their creations. They would like the 48 million artists with lived experience to safely share their work with the world, bringing the artists out from the shadows to receive the recognition and opportunities their work deserves. The Layered Onion is a community of artists with mental and emotional health challenges that believe in sharing their healing power of art. I'm so honored that you are joining us today, Linda. Can you tell us a bit about your background? I'm sure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate um, the opportunity to talk about the Layered Onion. Uh, my background, I sort of kid that I'm a bit of a mutt, but I've had experience in many different areas um, from agriculture to the manufacturing industry to insurance to healthcare. So I, I have a very multifaceted background, which I think has given me the opportunity to understand that ultimately it doesn't really matter what your background or experience is, is we all have very similar um, similar experiences. It's really interesting that you mentioned this, Linda, and absolutely fantastic to hear about your um, multifaceted background. Um, in our conversation earlier, you talked about that you were writing a book that kind of looks at perhaps judgments and perceptions of mental health. Um, which is quite apt to what you've just mentioned now. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book and um, what uh, is the sort of the main themes that you're exploring in it? So the, the topic or the title is called um, Behind the Picture Window. And it's really the idea of looking at the stigma of mental health sort of from the folks who have the stigma, I think often it's told from the perspective of someone from the mental health side, but I thought it was really important to tackle stigma in a different way. So the story is about two um, friends that walk every day and because they walk at the same time, they begin to observe things and then they start thinking or telling stories about what's going on that they you know, become reality when in fact they might not be reality at all. And so then behind the scenes, I tell the story of what's actually happening. And 
sometimes some things are similar, but often it's not at all what's going on because people are very complex. Our stories are complex. And I think people judge too quickly based on what they see versus really taking the time to listen and frankly, just ask. Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, what you've touched upon there in terms of perception, judgment, mental health, and just doing something simple as asking can make such a big impact. Um, if we look at the ground reality, um, what are your thoughts in terms of the support mechanisms in place in society for people with mental health challenges? Well, I do think there is more recognition, but there's not the support yet in place to to mirror some of the recognition that's happening. I know that in many countries, the wait to get mental health services are um, measured in months and years, not in days and weeks. And I also know that often acute care is um, lacking, or when you come out of an acute care situation, there's not any follow-up or support afterwards. So I, I think a lot about that. And our hope with the Layered Onion was to create a community, not from a, really from a healthcare perspective, but more of a community that could be there as people are going through their healing processes to you know just talk about we have a, a networking group that operates on our networking platform. And sometimes people just will say their goal for the week is just getting out of bed. And everybody in the community understands that. And there isn't judgment. And I think that was really one of our goals is a place where you could be uh, your true self and not feel like you were being judged. Um, that's very apt, Linda, and I absolutely agree with you. And I think, you know, when you mentioned the increasing incidences of people requiring healthcare, I think that also shows that there is an increased need in society for an infrastructure for mental health because it's increasingly affecting people at all levels. You know, um, if you think about the quote that Jacinda Arden used, she said, I have no more left in the tank. That is a mental perspective. That's a psychological perspective. And it's also, you know, her well-being, which is sort of being communicated in that sentence when she decided to step down. So it's a fallacy, I think, to think that mental health affects certain people or certain segments of society. It's something that affects everybody, whether you're having a bad day, whether you've cried, whether you've felt anxiety, whether you've even been paralyzed with fear, because we all feel, we all feel emotions, we all have brains, 
So this is something that we have all experienced. Similarly, like everybody has had an experience of physical illness, you know, had a cold or a flu or something like that. So mental health is definitely that's, that has affected everybody. Um, so with the layered onion, how do you think that in the future the impact it can make on society? I mean, I know you're continuing to grow in terms of assisting artists with mental health challenges. Well, our hope and our dream is that we can help by creating opportunities for the artists. Uh, a great avenue right now is the Shallot, which is our journal of mental health, art, and literature. And it's a place where people can publish. And we have some gallery opportunities that we've had. I know that it's really difficult for artists, especially if they're having a, a health episode, to use the the common platforms. There's algorithms that work against you. There's, uh, you have to be on 24 seven and it's really difficult if your health is not in, um, in a great, well, frankly, it's, it's difficult if your health is great. It's more difficult if your health is challenged. And so part of it is really this idea that we provide opportunities. The second piece is that together then we tackle the stigma of mental health by sharing with the world the healing power of art. I just know all the times that I talk to the artists that their art, whether it be the written word, whether it be um, visual art, whether it be uh, And I think that people who don't even see themselves at art, as artists could really benefit from that healing power of art and taking some time to just do things that would really, you know, deploy a different part of their brain and might bring them great joy and relief. So those are the two parts. One, really to be there for the artists. But the other piece is to tackle the stigma of mental health by sharing the healing power of art. Well, it's really interesting that you mentioned that, Linda, that um, from the perspective of the audience, um, do you think it's important to increase the conversations that we're having about mental health and bring to fore art that deals with mental health? in order to not just raise awareness, but actually activate this, um, activate this insight in people when they view such artworks or have such conversations so they can look at it from a personal view and maybe begin that journey of inner healing and self-actualization. Absolutely. 
And one of the reasons we added um, a we added a podcast was the opportunity to talk with the artists themselves and talk about the particular art piece. So somebody who might want to really understand more. So they might look at it and um, visualize and think, but maybe they want to learn more. That's why we added that because I think for some folks, art is very approachable. Um, poetry is less approachable for some people. Maybe it's approachable for some, but the opportunity to um hear from the artists themselves, I think is a great way for people to engage further and really understand that tie both to the art and the mental health. Absolutely. And I think by doing so, you're giving the artist a voice. Um, and having a voice can be very empowering. So I think through the Charlotte and the community of the Laird Onion, um, this is incredible um, that you are sort of um, giving this opportunity of being able to be recognized and heard um, globally. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you've actually faced in um, sort of organizing this and how did you overcome them? Well, one of the greatest challenges is because those that work on the Laird Onion are also lived experience artists, that we also have times where our health needs to be tended. And so we might just not have the energy or focus to work on um, something that needs, you know, needs tending. And we try really hard to be honor those um, instances for everyone. And I also think that that often happens with our artists that they need time, we'll change things, we'll do things differently. And so I would say that that has been both a challenge and a gift. And so sometimes we don't get things done on the timeline that we would like <laughs> or the timeline that is expected. So, you know, our hope might be to have a podcast out every week, but, you know, that just doesn't always happen because perhaps there's something that came up or someone didn't feel well. And so we just give grace, uh, always grace. And so that, that, and I also think we started out with too many ideas and maybe that's what happens often is we had too many ideas and it, it caused us to pursue uh, too many things. And so that's why we kind of honed down and really focused our energy on the shallot and um, our our community, because that was an important place where we could synergize the idea of both having an opportunity for the artists and also tackling mental health and educating others. So that is our main focus is the shallot and then the podcast, our blogs and everything else really surrounds the artists that are, are um, working with the shallot and providing opportunities. That's really beautiful, Linda, that, you know, um, when you said about giving grace in the sense that 
you are understanding when things are rescheduled or when people need time to heal and then come back. I think there's also research done that people are more productive, they're more invested, they do a lot more when they are kind of happy in the element, well-rested. So I think by having this holistic approach, you sort of an understanding approach as well, you're really empowering, you know, the ones that you work with, as well as the artists and the community that you're providing this voice for and this sort of um, intellectually stimulating um, journal for. One thing I wanted to actually touch upon is the stigma around mental health. Um, so you, I can see from the shallot, you know, you have a variety of submissions and uh, intellectually stimulating pieces as well. So I think you are in a way tackling stigma and discrimination um, of mental health and challenges because highly, highly intelligent people can have mental health challenges. People can have socio-emotional mental health challenges. There can be genetic reasons for it. It could be because of the environment. What do you think can be done more? I think as a society, to really tackle the judgment and the stigma around mental health. Because I think in the 21st century, there's no more need or room for stigma around mental health. It's something that's affecting everybody. So what, what, what do you think as humanity, as society, what needs to be done to ensure that the stigma is really eradicated. Well, I felt like, ironically, when I was working on my book on the stigma of mental health, and then came to the point where I was starting to think about how I was going to publish it. And, you know, agents, et cetera, wanted, you know, people who'd already published books and and um, I could dream I was going to be on somebody's book list, but it was unlikely. Finally, it really came to self-promotion. And that's all about something that I'm really unable to do. It's it's a, a, a huge anxiety for me. And that's kind of where the roots of the layered onion started. And as I was thinking about it, I thought I had to start with myself and be really honest and public about my own mental health challenges. And I'm been a, you know, I had a career, been around for a while. And so it was it took um courage to do that. And what I wanted to do was create that that's an opportunity for everyone to feel courageous. And if people could speak about it openly, I think then that would take the stigma even further away if we had the courage to talk about it. And then we didn't need courage anymore because it was just part of the dialogue. It it didn't. So for me, it was really taking that stand and 
putting myself out there. And so I think that part of the opportunity I want to create is for people to feel comfortable talking about maybe first in our community, but then with others and then outside in whether it be our um, podcast, the journal, the et cetera, where they're letting people know that this is a part of who they are, but it's not all of who they are. And that, you know, it just is, there's no room for stigma because it's something we all share. So I don't know if I really answered your question, but it was important to start with myself. Absolutely, Linda. I I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think it's that concept of that when you start with yourself, then you start changing your environment and the people around you, you know. Um, and it's very profound and very deep what you said. Um, and it and it resonates, it resonates very much. Um what do you think? the future of mental well-being and mental health looks like, especially in the modern world, which is ever so changing. So what, what do you think the future holds for mental well, well-being? Well, I have, I actually have great hope for those that are younger that they're going to approach very differently um, all parts of their life. And maybe they'll be much more holistic and there won't be this huge division of my work persona versus my home persona versus whatever other persona I have. They're going to present their holistic self. And I think in doing that, I hope we see a, a lot of opportunities for more care. I think there just there just isn't enough opportunities. If you look at the World Health Organizations and reports they do, uh, the number of folks who cannot um, receive care for mental health is astounding. It's astounding, and so I'm really hopeful though that 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 those that are younger, by thinking about it from a holistic perspective, maybe they're going to think of ways to approach in a very different way than we do it today, which is very, in, in many ways, siloed. You know, your healthcare is siloed and everything is siloed. And, and I know you really talk about that holistic approach. And I really think that's probably the heart of where the change needs to occur. That's really lovely. Ab ab absolutely. I think, you know, I think we have this expectation in the modern world to compartmentalize the different parts of us, our hobbies versus our professional and personal lives. And sometimes, holistically, when it all comes together and you can confidently be given permission by yourself and by your surroundings to be at to come as you are, I think that's where the real um, opportunities and wonderful, wonderful opportunities lie. Thank you so much 
for joining me today, Linda. It was an absolute pleasure to interview you. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And, and thank you for any contributions you've made to the shallot and the layered onion. Really appreciate it.